This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Majid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Gary Snyder, in a new book of interviews called Nobody Home, is asked by a South African woman who's writing a dissertation on him. Whether the environmental movement and his preoccupations with ecology in some way represent a retreat from radical political engagement of the kind that naturally she is more directly concerned with in South Africa and posing apartheid. We don't have to go into all the ways in which environmentalism is a political stance in opposing the interests of corporate capitalism uh, in America. But Snyder's uh, take on it was interesting that he said, For him, there was one particular radical implication of uh, his uh, environmentalism, and he could sum it up in uh, two words, don't move. (laughs) See, he came back to Japan in the 60s and settled into the Sierra Nevada's built a house there and has stayed. And for him, there is this conjunction between the local and the political in becoming completely committed and completely grounded to a place and a community and a location, uh, really intimately learning where you are, what this place is, what grows there, what doesn't, how do you interact with the landscape, and how do you interact with your neighbors, how do you really become committed to engaging the people who are there in the same way that you have to know and engage the wildlife, right? The the other people are part of your habitat. How are you going to interact with them? Are you going to set yourself apart from them? 
because your values are superior and Buddhist and vegetarian and you're better than those rednecks? (laughs) Or are they your people? Do you have to find some way to stay there for 50 years, get to know each other and find a way to live together? See, that's it's really thinking ecologically about your human community as well as the natural community. And I was thinking of all the ways in which that maxim of don't move applies to our practice. Uh, and very early on, it's, you know, we establish it as one of the basic practice instructions that we give to uh, newcomers. But we tell them that uh, really the one rule here is do your best to sit still. (coughs) And it's um, not merely a matter of uh, don't disturb the people around you, although that's part of it. How are you fitting into a group process? But in terms of your personal practice, don't move means stay with what your body and your mind are doing and don't try to wiggle out of it, you know, literally or figuratively. If restlessness or anxiety or physical pain is part of your experience, well, to the best of your ability, don't move. Just stay there, experience it, feel it, be able to say, this is, this is me. I think you're all pretty familiar with this by now. But the other aspect of it that I think we uh, perhaps underemphasize and what I thought of in terms of his relation to community has to do with our relation to each other in the Sangha. Uh, We often hear that practice gives rise to the idea that we are all part of one body. Uh, And often that is expressed in ways that um, for most people, are too abstract or too mystical to uh, mean much. But I think it's very useful to uh, try to imagine the Sangha as representing one body. And that we look to how we relate to each other and how you relate to me and in terms of that. See, one kind of way in which I think that can manifest in a distorted kind of way is when students basically have a strong connection to a teacher, the teacher, but not necessarily to each other. Uh, where they come in, they sit, but they don't interact and all they want to do is get my attention or talk to me in Dokusan. 
And the way that relates to the image of one body, I think, is how it privileges one aspect of self-experience, where the teacher is sort of the head, maybe the heart. I think in some communities the teacher might be the heart. I think here it's the head. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, one, one attribute is valorized and the others are um, diminished or dismissed. Uh, It means there's just one thing that makes a difference, but the other people in the room become essentially the repositories for the parts of ourselves we don't like and we want it to escape through practice so that the other people are the ones who are not very smart, not very interesting, uh, not very realized, don't really understand what the teacher is talking about, only I do. Uh, There are lots of versions of that. Uh, But there's a way in which the dismissing of other people becomes a way of trying to dismiss the parts of myself I want to disown. Uh, We don't want to own the fact that we are the not very enlightened, very interesting person sitting in the room. You know, it's (laughs) it's sort of the other people who are, you know, uh, the chaff. (laughs) The the really interesting um, aspect, I think, and I think this song generally works reasonably well that way. And I, but I think it's been a long practice for me personally to learn to relate to a group as a whole and try to work to bring a group as a whole along in the practice. Uh, I think as a psychoanalyst, I spend most of my time, most of my professional life working one-on-one with people, and I'm most comfortable doing that, and I'm inclined to want to work bringing one person along at a time. I don't think my temperament is oriented towards thinking in terms of group dynamics very much. And being part of a sangha and teaching has sort of uh, really made me try to be more conscious of how the group as a whole functions and whether the group is healthy, not just is this student or that student getting it, right? But how does the group feel? Uh, What's the atmosphere in the room? How does it feel like everyone is relating to each other, not how are they just relating to, to me or to themselves. I think it's a, uh, an important question and bears on what Snyder's talking about with community. Uh, the, the real challenge is not just to accept the internal parts of ourselves that we're uncomfortable with, 
But how are we relating to the parts of each other that we're not very comfortable with? What do we do about that? How do we uh, engage or dismiss the other people in the room when they represent something that we're trying to move away from in ourselves? Uh, It's it's an important point of practice and um, one I think I'm still learning. (coughs) I hope we can uh, learn about together.